A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my Lit Yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Laura podcast which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through safer and stronger movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. I spend a huge portion of my day talking about movement and the importance of movement. And this podcast is titled Life Training how each movement practice can be seen as a preparation for life. How is it that each movement practice can be a preparation for life? Life is, after all, movement. If we had to ask um, many, many people, like, what do you think of movement? We would get a lot of different answers, but a similar thread between all the different answers would be that movement has to do with life. Transitions, Life itself is one movement after the other. We move through stages, and then even within the cycle of a day, we're moving. And our movement patterns can offer us a unique opportunity to pay attention in ways that we don't necessarily do in our everyday life. I think it starts from a young age. We move and we don't think about it. We move and move and move and move, and our movements are fun and they're joyful and they're functional. They're all the things that movement is supposed to be. And then we go to school and not to bash school, but we are put in a kind of a container and we, our movement experiences is dramatically depreciated. So unless you go to a school that specifically lets you move around the classroom and stand up and take lots of breaks and go outside with nature, most schooling nowadays is not like that. So once we get to the school years, our movement starts to be more limited. And in a way, we begin to unfold some natural life training that we would get if we didn't have to sit in a classroom all day. Sitting in the classroom is indeed growing our brain in different ways. We're learning new material, new information. Our academic knowledge is definitely uh, vaster and improving, but all the while we're doing that, there is a kind of almost inverse relationship to our somatic, our body knowledge, our body intelligence, because we are 
conditioning ourselves to move in a much smaller way and to be still for longer periods of time and to sit at a desk in a way that probably isn't long-term very functionally sustainable for our hips and our back. And this happens so we get used to it. And then at some point, we have to become more enlightened again, that all the types of intelligence are important. Our spiritual intelligence, our, our body is intelligence, as well as our academic intelligence. And, and that a movement practice, in fact, can be a training for life to enhance all of those different pathways into the brain. And so each movement practice, I would ask you to consider how could it be a training for life? How can it help you prepare for for the things in life that you need? So I would first say, when I'm working with someone, for instance, and it doesn't matter what age, I work with people of all ages and, you know, obviously getting in at a younger age can, uh, I can have quicker results because there's just, there's fewer years of, of, uh, that decreased movement hardwired in the body. But at any age, we can look at this as a little bit more life preparation. So the first thing it asks us to do, movement, in our in our using it as a as a practice for preparing for life, is is it first ask us to observe. And I think in general, everyone, everyone could probably use a greater more intelligent observational skill set where we pause, where we are not using our mouths at all except to just breathe, <laughs> but we're actually observing. And in the observing, we're using our vision, our eyes for sure, but we're also getting a, a more subtle sense of energy shifts and expressions of energy. So just like if you were to walk into a room and you see uh, your dog, your dog's position can say some things, but the energy in the the dog itself says a lot as well. Being scared or anxious or excited or tired, there is many things we read without necessarily understanding the same communication, the same language. So that's an energy sense. So one thing movement can teach us in preparation for life is how to attend to the the observing in all the ways, using our eyes, but also using our senses. Because if we could better do that, we could probably avoid situations that would lead us down a path of discomfort or misery. And that could be in the form of movement, but that could be in the form of, of interactions with others. It could also send us in the right direction, right? When we get this sense of better movement and and the energy that we do want in our lives and going after that. So movement is this practice that that hones in our observational skills on all the senses, on all the levels. So first, when you start moving, observe your movement as if you could watch yourself from above as a third person kind of looking down on you. And think like, how am I moving right now? How am I standing? If you're at, at, at if you're in the car, or if you're at work, or you're at home, just pause and think: How am I right now in this moment? How am I holding my energy? Am I leaking my energy? Am I cramming it in my energy? Am I clenching my jaw? And then 
do something about that. Observe it first. And then if notice like, okay, it's, I feel pretty good. So just I'll breathe with that. Or I feel congested in my energy and closed off. My shoulders are rounded for it. Let me stand up more, more upright. So first movement in the, in our life practice can help us with our observational skills. And this is really important in our interaction with others. When we start paying attention to how we feel and observe how we are moving, how we are standing, how we are holding ourselves, how, how long we are staying in one position before we start moving, how invested we are in just doing something and not paying attention moment to moment, like feeling in, like in a yoga practice, for instance, are you just kind of blowing through all the moves? Are you really in it? Are you paying attention, noticing how you position your hands, how you hold yourself together as you lower to the floor? If you're doing, if you're running, how are you returning that energy from the ground? Are you kind of dragging yourself down the road or are you getting some more spring? So observe your own movement and then use that as a way of honing in and improving your skills for observing other things as well. Observing other people, observing the feeling, the sense of energy um, in your own body as well as in others. So that's one way that this movement practice can help us prepare for life. Because if we become better observers, we will become better responders. So that's the other thing that movement does. It helps us respond to situations better. It helps us respond in the ways we need to, to be adaptable. So in our body, for instance, if we practice, if we have a movement practice, if we pay attention better to how we're moving and how much we're holding on to our energy, then we will become better responsive to the needs that we need. For instance, I'm running down the road and all of a sudden I'm like, whoops, uh, Laura, remember, or somebody, somebody told me I need to pay better attention. Let me, let me check in with myself right now. How am I running? How am I returning that energy from the ground? Am I, let me, let me actually tighten my core a little bit and deepen my breath. And every time my right foot lands, I'm going to focus on an exhale. And when you do that and it pulls you into this focus, you not only are going to respond to situational changes a lot better. So say, for instance, you trip or you, you know, there's a car coming. There's, you literally have a better response time because you are highly tuned in and focused on the moment to moment. You're not spacing out and you're not trying to actually uh, blank out by just putting a lot of noise on with your headphones and then just going through the routine of running, but instead really paying attention. You will respond to the things that your body needs at that point. Like you will respond to the situational changes and then more, you're more likely to respond to things that are in your life that you need better responses. So at work, at home, you can have that kind of cultivated pause that is needed for more intelligent response so that you're not reactive. So our movement practice is, is going to help us in life because it's going to help us be more responsive and less reactive. It's going to help us be more patient and more giving. It's going to help us be more adaptable. When something doesn't go our way, we're not going to just blow our top. And so the movement practice is, can really be seen as this preparation for life and all that life you know, goes our way. So here's how to put this into real practice. 
for for observing more, for tuning into your own energy, for tuning into others' energy, and then being able to respond to both situations better. So in a movement practice, let's just pretend you're standing. Stand tall. Feel your feet on the floor. Tighten your core. Tighten all the muscles that surround your pelvis, your spine, your ribs, all the way up to the scapula and the shoulders. Draw the bat, the skull back in space so that you feel that you're truly aligned over your shoulders. And then cultivate this sense of connection everywhere and see what that feels like. See, tune into the difference when you all of a sudden almost like hold yourself up purposefully as opposed to just working with the things around you, like gravity and the floor, but can you hold yourself up? Can you hold from your your core and and get a sense of how different that feels when then just collapsing? And then from here, slide your hands down your legs, bending your knees until you your hands come to your lower legs. But keep that tightness, that firmness that holding inness around your core. So you're not rounding in your spine or sticking out your ribs or jutting your chin. And then slide your hands back up and do that a few times. So this is a hip hinge. And this hip hinging, this flexion at the hips will help you move better in all the ways if you learn how to properly flex at the hips. Pay attention. Every single time you go to squat, lean over, do anything. Can you hold everything together as you're flexing at the hips? When you're doing that, slide your hands down, maybe like the 10th time and hold them on the shins. Draw the belly in and then hover the hands away from the body, but keep your position, almost like you're a downhill skier. And then feel here, again, this sense of observing. Where is the energy being being moved or where is it being held and feels like crunched or compressed. Then purposely bring more attention to that area and imagine that area getting more expansive. The paying attention to that is going to help your body. It's going to help your mind because you're crafting, you're responding to this, not by ignoring it, but by purposely putting more attention and bringing awareness. And then when you stand up, see if you can recreate a very expansive but knit together posture. So just that simple exercise of squatting will translate in your life in better ways. So think about that feeling of pausing, observing, shifting, and changing when you feel something that's uncomfortable. Put more attention into it. Don't ignore it. Don't don't react to it by getting angry about it. But give it the attention for space and for openness and using those observational skills. So this one little movement can help you in your life. I promise it's not complicated. We overcomplicate things in life. And sometimes they're so simple, we won't buy it. We won't believe it, but I'm telling you it's that simple. Use your movement practice as preparation for life to pay better attention, be an observer, Hold on to your own energy and be aware of others and be adaptable. I hope this helped you. Try that little exercise in your mind, in your body, and move, move, move. I'm pulling for you each and every day. Hugs from me to you. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.